Welcome to the DPCNP. I'm your host, Amanda Price, family nurse practitioner with two decades of experience, including 16 years as a business owner. Okay. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the DPCNP. I am talking with Chelsea Thomas today. Thank you, Chelsea, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, you're welcome. So tell me about your clinic. It's called Inspire Health Direct Primary Care, right? Yes, ma'am. And you are in Texas? Yes, I'm in San Antonio, Texas. Okay. Well, tell me how you got into DPC and how that all began. Absolutely. Um, so I've been, I've actually been a nurse since I was 18. So I did dual credit and my mom was like a drill sergeant all on me. I did not get to have any fun, but it worked out. Um, so I came out of school already at 18 and I had my associate's degree in nursing. So even from that point, I was always, I always knew that I wanted to become a nurse practitioner. And I know when I, when I say that automatically people are like, well, if you were already, you know, on the move and doing things like that, why didn't you just go be a doctor? Well, first things first, doctors are great. We love doctors. I still couldn't do what I do without a doctor, considering that I'm not in a full practice state. However, I knew that I wanted to be a nurse first. That was always my goal. Um, I watched my grandmother growing up and she had multiple uh, medical problems, including scleroderma. So of course that just slowly took its turn on her and everything just kept one thing after another kept going wrong for her. And I always loved watching the nurses who cared for her, watching the nurse practitioners who cared for her. And there were doctors involved. Absolutely. She saw the specialists and everything, but I would always laugh because my grandma would always tell me, I just love when I get to see the nurse practitioner instead. She takes more time with me. And I would sit there and I'd be at those visits with her like, dang, that doctor was in five minutes and gone. And like the nurse practitioner is, you know, holding her hand as she tells her things are progressing and new plans and treatments aren't working. And you could see that they, you get true empathy from them. Like they, it was more personalized, that care that you got from them. And then watching how it was, there was always these health disparities and difficulties with insurance practice and everything. And I'd watch my grandma tell me that there was a new treatment out that they were looking at, but the insurance wouldn't cover it. Or she wanted to go in and she wanted to get seen, but they said that it wasn't a medical necessity and the insurance wouldn't cover it. That if she was concerned about something, Thing, she'd go to the ER or they couldn't get her in because the practice had too many patients. And so they would say, well, if you're worried about it, go to the ER. And so when I continued throughout my nursing career and working on my nurse practitioner, and I started wondering to myself, like, there's got to be a different way that primary care can be done where people don't live in the emergency room because I can't, you know, they can't be fit in. And that's when I stumbled upon direct primary care. And I was like, this is it. This is exactly what I'm talking about, where it can be personalized. I can be myself. I'm not rushed. I can go ahead and do things a lot more personalized with them. I was like, that's perfect. So that's when I realized that I wanted to do direct primary care because I could have those extended visits with them and it would be perfect. <laughs> I was like, this is definitely it. And so with direct primary care, I love that I didn't have to worry about if the insurance said yes or no. I didn't have to worry about if I did a billing code that was going to make it where the insurance covered it or if a patient was going to come back three months later and say, hey, um, the insurance said that, that that visit wasn't covered. Now they want me to pay $1,000. I was like, yes, that's so exactly you, what I want to do. So you went straight from um, deciding you were going to open up a clinic straight to direct primary care? Yes. You missed yeah. the whole experience yes. of dealing with insurance. Right. Yes. Ah. And I, I was I was an emergency room nurse practitioner and I did a little bit of doing primary care in the traditional office. And like I did a couple months of it. And like after seeing my schedule packed with like 35, 40 patients, I was like, I am not a robot. I have feelings. I want to spend more time with them. I was like, I don't want to do this. So I was like, at that point, I was like, I think I literally lasted maybe three months doing traditional primary care office. And I was like, 
no, this, this isn't it. This isn't it. Like, I mean, the fact that I had a patient who had a concern on her chest X-ray at the, her CT scan, I'm sorry, her CT scan that showed she had a pulmonary nodule. And I was like, okay, well, like, you know, typing, like, I'm like, oh crap, I got like another six patients to go. I was like, okay, well, okay, we'll get you to follow up with pulmonology. Okay. And it was like, Hey, here's the bad news. Here's what we're going to do. All right. Let me know what happens. And I have to go. Yeah. Like, you know, there was no time for feelings and for me to, you know, empathize with her and take time and fully explain what's going on, what could happen. I didn't have time for that. I was like, there's just, there's just no way. Like I, like, I literally have another six patients in the next hour and a half. I was like, there's just no time for that. And so after I had that encounter, I was like, no, absolutely not. I do not want to keep doing this where I'm sitting here the whole time I'm in a visit watching the clock and trying to focus so much on charting while she, while they're talking that I couldn't even really listen to what they're saying and be present in the moment. I was like, it's not for me. <laughs> right, right. So is your clientele uh, family practice or is yes. it internal medicine? It's family? Family practice. Mm -hmm. yes. And how many, how many total patients do you have and how did you come up with that number? So I started, I opened in, in May, actually. And then ironically, of course, life, right? My husband had a really bad truck driving accident. So I had to actually be more out of office and like taking care of my current patients, but not accepting patients for about three months. So if between May of this year now and having three months where I couldn't accept new patients, only deal with my current patients, I have 120 patients already. So okay. I am super, super happy with that because I was not, I mean, in San Antonio, you know, it, it was, it's difficult still, but in San Antonio, everybody's like, oh, I have insurance. I have insurance. And so a lot of people, it takes some time to get them to realize what the benefits are. And so with having that time where I was couldn't be in office really as much, and then with that market of so many people in this big town, like, oh, I have insurance. And then it's really big TRICARE at that. So, you know, you have a lot of the TRICARE people who are like, I hate the TRICARE system. I really want to get care. I hate having to wait for appointments. I'm always in the ER. But then they also don't want to have to pay for a membership. Trying to work around that has taken some time, but I've actually broken a lot of barriers that I've been really, really impressed with for the last couple months. So I'm excited and hopeful for 2024 moving forward. <laughs> Do you have a higher goal of how many patients you want total? Yes, I would like. So I still work at the emergency room part time just because, of course, bills and everything at home, making sure my personal life is taken care of. But my goal, at least in the next year, would be if I could try to double it. I want to cap my panel at a max of 500. Now, that depends on acuities, though, like some of my patients take a little bit more love, <laughs> a little bit more work. And so if I had a higher number of those high acuity patients, I probably would cap it a little bit lower. Yeah. If you had 500 patients, which is, that's how many I have, you won't yeah. need to work in the ER. So you'll have all right? this time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that's, I'm like, you know, it, it always, it varies because some patients, like I said, you know, they require a lot of our time, a lot more frequent visits, follow-ups, telemedicines, management. And then some of them are like, I just need my birth control refilled, you know, oh, I just have the sniffles today. Like, and I hear from them like every three, four or five months. And I'm like, okay, that's it. You don't need anything else. <laughs> Like I yes. do their annual, their health screenings. And I'm like, okay, you're still good. Let me know if you need me. <laughs> yeah. You, so how do they communicate with you? Do you have a separate cell phone or do you, do they call your office? How do you do that? So I use the Spruce app. I love the Spruce app. Um, I was doing like my personal cell phone number. Then I was like, oh my God, I can, then of course my husband's accident happened. And then I was trying to be available or ready, you know, if anybody called me with his medical things and then I'm constantly answering it because I don't know the numbers. And then it was patients or inquiries. And I was like, okay, I have to separate the two. But I also know I'm horrible with keeping track of things. So I couldn't have two phones. <laughs> So I love the Spruce app because then I can go ahead and write. I'm like, I can't 
and I have two phones. I will forget my own phone. And my husband, like, I'll sit there, I'll get to work, and he'll call the clinic, and he's like, hey, um, you forgot your phone. I'm like, oh, dang it. Okay, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Yeah. So I like this Spruce app because it makes it where it, let's say I can't answer it because I don't, it's just me right now. I'm still, you know, opening, building up. So I just have myself. I have a medical assistant, but she's part-time just depending on how the week looks. Um, she's a stay-at-home mom. So it just kind of varies. And then, so I answer everything myself, but then with the Spruce app, anytime I can't answer the phone, it goes to my phone tree or my automated message, my automatic, um, automatic options. So depending on what they need, they press the buttons and it gives them like more information if they're trying to book a visit, how they can go online. If they're a new patient or a current patient need to talk with me, they can press a button and it'll still ring through even during the day. Um, it gives you the after hours options. And then also they can text me. So people can text the clinic number and it's not HIPAA compliant. And it makes sure to send them that when they text it. And then my current patients, the ones who are like really mine, I have them invite them to the Spruce app which the Spruce app is HIPAA compliant. And then you can tell the difference in that. And then I love that you can, they can send me pictures. I can do video visits. Um, you can send templates. Like if I want to do a quick sick visit on them for like COVID screening and you press that option and it sends them the questions and you literally just did a telemedicine visit. Like it's amazing. How much does that cost you each month? That one is $49 a month. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. No, I was like, it's actually really good. I was super impressed with it so far. It's actually really, really nice. And then I have a different ringtone for it. So like anytime my Spruce um, app is ringing, like a phone call, I already know, like, cause you know, sometimes your phone rings and you're just like, I'll get that later. But I'll realize like, oh crap, that's like the business line ringing in, or I have a different chime and I'm like, oh, that's a patient texting me. So I move a little faster. <laughs> so do you use an EMR for your charting? Yeah. I okay. use Hint All-in-One. And how's that going? So originally I started out with Cario. And Cario, however you say it, I didn't like that Cario. One. I've had Cario. I lasted a month and I was like, this is horrible. I, I could not do it. So then I had Hint already because I was going to use Hint Core for my memberships. And then like right on the, right on the time that I realized that it was Cario, I was like, let me go ahead and just switch to Hint All-in-One because they had just rolled it out. And it's been amazing. It's amazing. Everything is all in one system. I don't have to download things to the computer. I can just, you know, be anywhere and type in hintallinone.com and then it pulls up my EMR and I type in my username and password. It's it's amazing. Um, so I'm able nice. to do technically the software is almost like Atlas MD where you can have your own phone line and like you can have text messages and faxes all built into it. However, it's still new. So the only feature and the reason why I kept Spruce, but I'll probably always keep Spruce. The biggest thing for me why I didn't use the text message calling or um, fax feature from Hint All-in-One is that they haven't figured out how to make it where like you can just see it on your phone. Like I can just pull up my Spruce app and see all my text messages and everything versus with the Hint All-in-One system, I have to log into the Hint All-in-One system, click the text messages or the faxes and like go through the internet to do it. So like, even if a patient texts me, the notification is, is that I have a new message, a text message from Hint All-in-One. So then I have to click the link, log into my Hint mm -hmm. All-in-One. I was like, that was too much work. It <laughs> so is. That's the only reason why I didn't use that feature from them. <laughs> it may not be too bad when you have 120 patients, but when you have 500 yes. and you're just getting a notification that you right. have a text message, you want to be like, oh. Like, seriously, I'm like, do I have to look at this now? Like, is it concerning? I'm like, okay, now I got to log in. Let me, okay. I'm like that. They literally were just telling me, thank you. Okay. I just did all this. Yes. They just said, like, thank you. You're yeah. The I'm like, I'm like, this is too much work. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> so no, I like Spruce much better. 
That's good. So let's talk about your staff because you mentioned that you had a part-time medical assistant. Who else do you have working for you? Just me, just me. Oh. So and actually, um, a lot of my patients when I first started, because like I said, I'm in San Antonio. And so all the lab companies are super busy. And I already realized like within the first month of being open that it was really difficult for patients trying to leave my office and go to the lab sites. So of course, cost efficiently, I knew I couldn't bring on a phlebotomist, but I'm also an ER nurse practitioner and ER is my background as an RN. So I was like, well, you know what? I'll just draw my own labs in office. So I actually do that at the end of a visit. Like if the patients, we decide they need to have labs, I actually just go ahead and draw their labs at the same time of the visit. And then um, in my other room across the hall is like my lab area and I will spin it down in the centrifuge so that it can be sent off to Quest. Um, that's who I use for my current lab contracts. And then I just do that for them. So I still do everything by myself, but then the medical assistant I have, she'll just come in. Like if I have a really, really heavy week, I'm like, hey, you know, I could use your help from uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, from this time to this time. And then she works around and does that for me. But there are some weeks where like, you know, it's DPC. Every day is not very busy. So there are some weeks where I see like 10 of my patients actually in office versus like med refills and quick telemedicine visits. So some, some weeks I don't really need any help. <laughs> so do you Not do, yet. you do all your PAs and referrals and everything, ordering the CAT scans and the ultrasounds and the yes. MRIs, you do all that yourself? Yes. You yes. go, girl. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I've gotten pretty good with it. I make sure always like whenever I bring my patients in for their first appointment, I always explain to them, you know, just in case, because my website, I try to be clear about it, but I always explain to them, like, it's just technically me full time. Um, so I'm like, you know, everything that you need, you're going to be dealing with me to do it. If you need to follow up on something, you have a question about it, you're reaching out to me, which is a benefit. You don't have to worry about a lot of office staff right now. I let them know eventually we will get more office staff, mm. but um, I always let them know, like, you know, if you need a medication refill, just know, like, it's, it could take me a day to do it. Usually I do it the same day, but I always set that that expectation, like like a regular primary care office. You know, you need to let me know ahead of time before you run out. That way I can get it sent over. Um, so they've all been really, really good understanding because I'm super transparent with them. Like, you know, there's a lot of benefits to this, whether you have insurance or not. But just keep in mind, it's just me. I'm a team of technically one. <laughs> True. What is your yeah. fee schedule like? So for mine, I do a monthly membership at $75 per month. That's for one individual. And then for a family, it's $150. And then I cap on the, sorry, cap the couple is $150. And then I cap on the family and then it will be $225 for up to four people. Add additional children if needed and it will be $30 per additional child. How did you come up with those prices? I did a very, very extensive market research and analysis, and there's actually quite a few DPCs in San Antonio. Um, I'm the only one, fun fact, I'm the only one who is a nurse practitioner, though. So everybody else ah. is a doctor. I was kind of worried about, like, they might be like, you know, I could go up the street and see an actual doctor. And so I was like, yeah, hopefully this works out. But it's actually gone pretty good. But I went looking at their websites and looking at what they offered compared to what my goal is to offer and then their pricing. Um, I'm actually, I think the most affordable, but only by like $10. So I'm not far off. Like I made sure people didn't think, oh, she's cheaper because she's an NP or anything like that. I was like, no, you're still going to get some really great care for me. Just like if you went and saw the doctors or even better, just saying. <laughs> I think one thing that people need to consider is that nurses in general have compassion that yes. I'm not saying doctors don't have, but it's part yeah. of our schooling, how yes. to t treat people in a holistic manner. 
And yes. medical school doesn't provide that holistic concept. Like they're nope. straight Should by not. the book, like black and white. This person yes. has this issue and this is how you differentiate. And then this is how you're going to treat it. But yes. we, we look at the whole picture, the mental right. health, the spiritual health, the exactly. physical health, all the yes. things. And I think that should be a, a very attractive um, asset yes. to choosing a nurse practitioner, I would think. I agree. I agree. That's what I always tell people. I mean, it's just like if you were in the hospital, you know, the nurses are the ones who take care of you through and through. You know, if you're having some episodes where you can't get up and shower yourself or you're having kind of episodes, making sure you get your medications. That's all us. Like we're all there for all the bad news, helping them when they're upset, helping them when they're ready to discharge. Once they've got the good news, the doctors come in and they do a big deal. But then technically, at the end of the day, it's still us. Like we're the ones who help with the bulk of everything. And I think that's important for them to see because even when I was working, like even when I work in the ER as a nurse practitioner, you know, the doctors are like in and out, flipping through those rooms really fast. Whereas like me, I'm like, you know, making sure people take more time, like even with COVID, you know, making sure people really understand what is COVID? What is the flu? What do I mean when I tell you it might be an upper respiratory infection, but right now you don't need antibiotics? Like, you know, explaining like, hey, you don't need antibiotics. Like, I'm not just going to give you these antibiotics and be like, here, go away. That's it. Because I want you to just leave and you're happy. Sometimes you don't need these things. And as a nurse practitioner, a lot of times we'll take the extra time to explain to them why they don't need something instead of just going ahead and just throwing it at them like, here, you're happy, go away, you won't come back. Yes. So and I find that well. I find that a real big problem in traditional medicine because I I was a, a fee for service clinic for 17 years and oh, wow. you you just don't have time no. to explain why you don't need an antibiotic so you you end up frivolously ordering some yes. drugs and in yes. your head you're like oh I don't want you to really be on this but I don't have time to explain why I don't want you to be on this because you only yes. get five minutes and then I'm yeah. moving on that's yeah. exactly what a lot of times like, like I always tell people I always joke and like so I'll do Facebook videos because people will, I'll, they'll message me and they'll be like hey can you do a video talking about this and I always laugh at the amount of times that I get people asking me to talk about antibiotics again and like even in the er like what well, patients come in and they'll be like i've had congestion for a day i need a z pack and a medrol dose pack i'm like i'm sorry did, did you say a day did, did you just one day they're like yeah just it just started like last night it hasn't even been 12 hours they're like no but i know i get like this and i come here a lot and they tell me even when it starts just go ahead and get the antibiotics and the steroids and i'll feel better I'm like, no, they're telling you that so that you'll leave them alone and don't come back. But really, you need to let your body do what it needs to do. Right. And it'll fight itself. Like within 12 hours, you need antibiotics. I'm like, but most people won't take the time to explain that because it's just like little, little machines, like in and out, in and out, in and out. Where some people, honestly, instead of that prescription, they just need the education from somebody who cares. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I'm so <laughs> glad that you do care. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm like, I do not want to be the one like over here, like, just go see her. She'll give you the meds you, the meds you want. No, I'm not going to give you the meds you want. I'll give you the meds you need when you need them. Amen. That's what I always tell people. That's exactly how it should be. What has been your biggest challenge since opening your DPC clinic? <sighs> the insurance. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Making sure people understand, like, everybody's like, I, I do videos about it. Like, everybody's favorite thing to say, I have insurance, so that wouldn't make sense for me. Even if you have insurance, do you even, first of all, do people even understand their insurance? Some people are like, oh, I pay $500 a month for this insurance. It's the best, it's the best plan possible. But do you understand what it means? Like, do you understand what coinsurance means? Do you understand what meeting your deductible means? Like people are like, oh, I only have a $2,000 deductible. But do you understand that anything outside of a wellness visit, like preventative medicine, 
you have to meet that two thousand dollar deductible first. And then people are like, yeah, but when I go when I go, I only pay twenty five dollars. I'm like, that's because you haven't got the bill yet for that sick visit yet. That's right. You, you haven't got the bill. And I'm like, so then you turn around and they're like, I got a $500 bill from that visit. Yeah, because you didn't meet your deductible yet. Like the benefits of it in itself. Like I'm like, that. that is the hardest part. Getting people to understand like you get a high deductible plan and then you add it with the, or the direct primary care membership. And that is the best you can do. Like the, you have the best of both worlds. You have the hospital coverage. You know, you have prescription coverage, lab coverage if you need it. You have imaging coverage. But then you also don't have to worry about your co-pays at your primary care office. And then you turn around and you can just message me if you have a question. Like if you're like, hey, I think I have strep throat. I'm like, all right, let's let's come in. I bet you I can get you in today or tomorrow versus, oh, I think I'm coming down with strep. OK, we can see you in three weeks, mm. in, in three weeks, in, in three what? Or or they'll be like, you can see you in three weeks or you can go to the ER. Yes. Like y'all should not be living in the ER. Like I always tell people this, the model that we're doing is something different. But this is how it used to be way back when. Even if they weren't calling it direct primary care, this is how it used to be. Like people used to be able to get same day, next day sick appointments. You didn't have to go to the ER for everything. Like, you know, you used to be able to message your provider and ask them questions, not put it on a portal and then have to go through 10 people. And then finally you get a response, but then you may not because somebody may have forgotten to get back with you. Not, you know, you get labs done and then you get a message on your portal like, hey, you're still obese, your cholesterol still high, do better with diet, exercise, see you in three months. I'm like, no explanations. Like, so I mean, getting people to realize when I tell them you should do this still if you have insurance, that is the hardest part. But once I get the ones who really listen, they are so happy that they did it. So happy. How did you market when you first opened? How did you market to get the 120 patients that you have now? Um, a lot of it was word of mouth um, from then also because I work in the ER too. So a lot of patients in the ER, I don't refer, I won't refer patients to me if I see them, but if they call or if other providers see them, then they will. Um, and then I like actually marketing, like handing out flyers and everything, posting it at like gyms and coffee places, like just posting and people can see it using Facebook for like uh, groups, San Antonio groups and everything. That was really good. I tried it like Facebook ads, but I didn't really get anywhere with that. Google ads, I didn't get anywhere with that. So I stopped doing that. But honestly, a lot of it is word of mouth. Like right now, um, even like just this week, I saw one San Antonio firefighter and he has insurance. They have the, you know, San Antonio County Blue Cross Blue Shield PPO plan. It's a good plan. It's not even high deductible. Um, but I saw him and he was having an issue. He couldn't get in with the PCP after he went to the ER. And um, one of the ER doctors referred him to come see me, got him in the next day, had a great visit. Next thing you know, his wife signs up and she has great insurance. Next thing you know, um, as of yesterday, I had four more firefighters sign up. <gasps> so honestly, wow. word of mouth is like amazing. But it's just, but that's what it is. Like, cause they have insurance. So and most people probably wouldn't even think like, oh, I'll go see her because they're like, no, I have insurance. But then after they get educated and have a good mm -hmm. visit or have like somebody tell them like, hey, I know you have insurance, but like you can't beat this. That honestly helps out a lot. Yes. So how do you, since you're a one man show, yes. <laughs> one, one woman show, one woman how, show, <laughs> how do you manage your subscriptions? Like when people, when their card doesn't process or when they don't pay or they um, block your payment? Like, how do you, yeah. how do you keep up with all that? 
So Hint helps a lot with that. So Hint will tell me if somebody's credit card didn't go through. Um, and then it'll also tell me like, even if somebody's card is expiring and it'll send them notifications as well. It'll notify them if their charge didn't go through, if the zip card um, had a change and it needs to be updated, if a card is about to expire and it'll send them the notifications plus me. Once I get them, I reach out to them. I make a point to like look every morning at those notifications I got and try to see so that I can message them, you know, just let them know. And I have like a, a text template I have saved and I just let them know like, you know, hey friend, um, this morning we went to process your monthly membership, but the card would not authorize related to X, Y, Z. Um, and I always say like, let me know if you need me to move the date later in the month or if you need more time for this month's visit. Um, and I, a couple other things with it. And then I, or if you need to change your card. And then I always put, I appreciate your membership and taking care of you. And so usually I send it to people and some like people are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I got a new card. Oh, I need to move money over. Or, oh, I'm so sorry. My paycheck didn't come through yet. And I've usually been okay with that. I have had one though that 100% blocked it. And like I messaged them and they were like, oh, I just need to cancel. And I let them know like, you know, you can cancel, but there is a 30 day um, no cancellation required and everything. And then that one, thank God, was like, oh, that's fine. I forgot. And then she did allow it to process. And then I still did her membership cancellation for whatever her reason was. But I was like, okay, I've been lucky so far. <laughs> I've been lucky so far. Yes. I'm thankful that I have an office manager that has to deal with that. <laughs> I cannot wait until I get one for that. I think that is the, that is, especially because like, I just want to take care of them. Like, I don't want to do the money part. <laughs> like, I want to look at the numbers, but like, I don't have to reach out like, hey, your card didn't go yeah. through. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so like, non-confrontational. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I cannot wait for that. And I, like, I always try to do it so nice and tactful. Like, hey, friend. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, but that'll be like the first thing as soon as like when I get like either a full time medical assistant or office manager. That's like the number one thing. Like here, you're in charge of anything payment related. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yes. Do it. It's yeah. awkward because you're taking care of them from a health perspective. Yes. And then to have to be like, you didn't pay me my money. Exactly. <laughs> Like, hey, you need a refill on this medication, but you need to pay me first. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not going to refill fun. it. Yeah, <laughs> that is not fun. I'm like, I would absolutely love to refill that. Unfortunately, you do need to make a payment so that your account is active. And then I can do that. <laughs> Sounding much better coming from the office manager. Right? The person who deals with that specifically versus the one who needs to press send on your prescription. Yeah, like, I cannot wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> so that's, that's a good segue to, so what does your future look like? I know that we have already talked about, you would like to have a goal of 500 patients, but yeah. what other kind of future plans do you see for your direct primary care? So I've actually been trying to add a little bit more services um, because I do like I'm an ER MP. So I love anything IV related. Like I love doing IV sticks and everything. So I actually just recently added IV hydration on for my patients. Oh, good. So I'm super excited about that. Mm -hmm. um, I also have added the weight loss memberships for them, for anybody who's trying to look at losing weight. Um, I know a lot of people keep talking to me about doing Botox. I am just not a fan of anything Botox related. You know what it is? Like I can, I can get, I'm enthusiastic about everything. Everything I'm doing, but and I know that people are like, oh, it helps bring in a lot of revenue. But I'm one of those people where if it does not bring me joy, I just don't want to do it. So I always tell people like, I will give you referrals all day for people who do Botox who are absolutely amazing and they love doing it. I am not one of those people. Like, I want to control your blood pressure. You know, I want to make sure you're not going to have a stroke. Like, I can help you lose weight for chronic obesity. If you've got a migraine, either we can fix it with medications or do an IV drip. Like, I got you. Anything outside of fix, like you know, fixing your worry lines and I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even wear makeup. I'm like, I am not into that. 
on my best day. This is it. I'm not into anything aesthetically. <laughs> Me neither, girl. But I do <laughs> give Botox to some people. I, so I said, I was like, I was like, I might end up doing it for myself. I, I'll just go to somebody to do it. So I still don't need to have it in the office. <laughs> Yes. Well, you know, it's good that you've established like a niche where this is specifically what I will offer at my clinic, yes. because if you start to gray the lines and you dabble in this and you dabble in that, it, it can right. get actually kind of confusing, really. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. As I say, like, and I tell people like, you know, and the reason I wanted to add the weight loss part on is because a normal primary care office would help you. Like if I go in and I tell my PCP, like, Hey, I've been really struggling with weight and everything. They would normally be like, okay, well, we can go ahead and try some medications. So, you know, chronic obesity management, like I have no problem with that. I mean, it's a common, it's common thing. In San Antonio, it's really, really bad, of course, because it's San Antonio. Um, so that between that and, you know, helping, cause it also helps them with their other chronic issues that I'm treating, you know, your diabetes, your high blood pressure, your high cholesterol. So absolutely. I'd help with that part. And then IV hydration, I just love. So I was like, I absolutely want to add that on. <laughs> Well, we have time for one more question. So I was just going to ask you if you wanted to share a positive story or experience that has happened since starting your clinic that you wanted to share. Yes, yes. I had a patient um, actually a month ago. He came in. So he was seen in the emergency room and they said that he had, I think he was there for back pain actually now I think about it. And they did a CT abdomen, pelvis. And then coincidentally, the way that the CT scan cuts off, it showed that he had pulmonary nodules. And it was like a coincidental finding at the left lower lobe that they caught were like, hey, we did this scan of your abdomen, but it showed the bottom part of your lungs. And so he was like, it's going to be like six months for him to get in with the primary care, which his insurance, he needed to technically, he had a PPO, but technically the specialist, the pulmonologist wanted him to have a referral from a primary care. And he's one, he has insurance. So he was like, hey, he was like, I have insurance. I know you don't accept it. He was like, but I've heard about your model and how you could see patients quickly and manage things. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And already in my mind, I'm like, um, like he probably just kind of wants to use me for this referral, but it's okay. I don't mind helping. <laughs> so I was like, okay, he signed up for the membership, came in. We had such a good visit. Like it was, it was such a good visit. Like one of my favorite visits out of everybody I've seen actually. And then I was able to call, you know, I've worked with a lot of pulmonologists, call them like, Hey, I have this patient has X, Y, Z going on. I know that your wait's like two months out. Can you try to get him in for me in the next couple of weeks? They pulled strings, got him in two weeks. Did turn out that he did have, um, he actually did have lung cancer. So oh. it was not like they originally thought when they did the CT scan, because he had no symptoms, it was not benign. So um, they were able to get everything taken away for taken care of for him. He went ahead, did the biopsy, got it diagnosed, went ahead and did the lung resection. And it's still one of my current patients two months later and is perfectly recovered. Like he has Yay. no longer, he didn't have to do any chemo, radiation. They were able to just resect that part of the lung, the um, tumor that was there. And that was it. And that's why I talk to people. I, I love that I get to do this because, you know, a normal primary care office, yeah, you would have had to wait six months. Who knows what would have happened in that six months while he was waiting just to try to get in. So six months to wait to try to get into the primary care, another three months to try to get in with the specialist. You're going on nine to 12 months with you sitting here not knowing if you even have lung cancer or not. And he would have had metastasis by then, probably. Absolutely. Which is why I love that I get to do this, because I get to help everybody on my own terms in a nice personalized setting where everybody gets to have good vibes and feel good, you know, laughing and everything. I'm not rushing to talk to you. We get to go ahead and tackle any issues you have and then keep following up and going on things from there. And that's exactly why DPC is the way to go. That is exactly why it's going to probably be the biggest thing that's going to change in healthcare in the next coming years, because people are starting to understand that. And these traditional primary care offices, y'all are great, but you're not going to be able to keep up with these benefits that we provide. No. 
Absolutely. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much for taking time with me today. And if anybody's listening and they are in San Antonio, then you need to join Inspire Health, Direct Primary Care, and go see Chelsea. And thank she you. Take great care of you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. I, thank you so much. I really Absolutely. appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me on. All right, Chelsea. Well, I hope you have a great holiday. All right. Thank you. You too. Okay. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the DPCNP. We hope you found our conversation insightful and informational. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing to our podcast so that you do not miss an update. And don't forget to leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps others discover our show. We love hearing from our listeners. Feel free to connect on our social media, share your thoughts, your suggestions, and even topic ideas for future episodes. As we wrap up today, We are so grateful that you chose to spend a part of your life with us. Until next time, take care. This is Amanda Price signing off. See you on the next episode.